Welcome to The Pen and the Odd. Rabbi Michael Siegel of On Shamit Synagogue in Chicago talks with author Jonathan Igg about this week's Torah portion of Bechukotai, A Sense of Belonging. Do you ever get sticker shock when you look at the costs of belonging to the Jewish community? <laughs> yeah, I used to get even more sticker shock. I've gotten used to it, I guess, over the years. Uh, but it is a funny thing, you know, especially when you're young and you're, um, you know, getting established and you're independent for the first time and you realize that you have to pay to go to, to go to synagogue. Like, wait, what's up with that? I thought it was a religious thing. I thought I was, I was a Jew and I always, I just, you know, I don't, I shouldn't have to pay to do Jewish stuff, right? Like, uh, especially when I was young and I, yeah, you should be happy to have me. That's all. What, what's this idea of having to pay for high holiday tickets? Come on. You want me there, don't you? I, I think you're reflecting something that a lot of people feel like, what's this? You want me to come and, and now you're handing me a bill? I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a question. And it's, um, I'm, I'm sure, something that you have to deal with a lot because, you know, you get a, like a, a young guy like me when I was starting out there, you know, sort of questioning it. Okay, it, show me the value. Show me why I should pay for this. I and mean, what's the value added to right. belong to the Jewish community? Well, I'm either happy or sad to know that this is not a new problem. Right. This goes all the way back to, to the time of Moses, right? So here we are at the end of the book of Leviticus. And the Torah uses this point to talk about a person who comes to the temple to make a vow of some sort. And there is a monetary contribution of supporting the temple that's connected to this particular mitzvah. And depending on your place in the community, your age, your gender, the Torah is acknowledging that people have different capacities. But at the end of the day, it's all about supporting Jewish institutions. And today there's a, there's a real debate out there as to the high cost of affiliating with the Jewish community. You have synagogues, they have due structures. And by the way, Anch is hasn't raised dues in five years. So you're having to defend yourself already. Well, that's exactly right. And there's a debate going on right now about raising dues and are you going to be pushing people away and how do you welcome them in? And even in, even though we have a very strict policy of never turning anyone away for finances, and it's a very open policy and a high percentage of our, of our membership, you know, is on adjusted dues and things like that. The reality is, is that we're also open to criticism. Right? We've all heard stories about, I should rephrase that, I hear stories of, well, you know, my mother tells me the story about her brother wanted to have a bar mitzvah, but my mother, my family didn't have the money to pay. And so my father said, I'm never walking into a synagogue again. Right. Okay. And this rabbi just turned his back on us. Well, frankly, and I'm doing this for a long time, I've never met a rabbi who would do that. And certainly that doesn't happen at Anshamit. Not to say that it didn't happen. I'm not suggesting that. I, I don't know of any synagogue today that turns anyone away for lack of funds. Yeah, I suspect there are emotions involved that uh, make someone feel that way, that they felt like maybe they felt like they weren't getting value from the community and, they, and they, it was difficult for them to, to continue to pay for it. And some feelings of resentment started to stir. And on the other hand, there's a real argument to be made as to the high price of affiliating with the Jewish community. There's synagogue mm -hmm. dues. If you send your kids to a Jewish day school, if you send the kids to the religious school, there's going to be all kinds of added fees. There's a bar mitzvah. 
Then you go to the JUF, the Federation, the AJC, and the myriad of other letters you know, in the Jewish community, all of which, you know, JNF, uh, and on it goes, and Israel, and supporting Israel, it can become quite a, uh, a financial endeavor to affiliate. The question is, is there a value added to supporting the Jewish community? And I'm here institutions within the Jewish community. And, and I think this is an especially pertinent topic in this post-COVID era when congregations like On Shamit have been functioning without a building, largely, mostly online. Um, so what do you need a building for and why are we charging these dues, et cetera? I'm interested in your thoughts on this. Yeah, the, the key word there that I heard from you is community. It's not about paying for services. It's about supporting the community. You know, I can remember my grandparents having these little boxes that they kept on their desks at work with money for Israel. That's, you know, every customer who came into the, the tailor shop or who came into the, the little neighborhood grocery that my grandfather ran, there wasn't a tip jar on the counter. There was a little box to support Israel. And um, there's a feeling that, you know, we all have to bond together to to support the Jewish community, especially at a time when it was frail, you know, non-existent in the case of Israel at that point. They were doing this before Israel was granted nationhood. And, you know, I think there's a feeling that we have to stick together. And, and sometimes it, it feels like just another bill coming in the mail, but you have to look at it in a broader sense. I think that's right. And But I, I want to say that your grandparents sort of came predisposed, as, as did mine and I think most people's, to supporting Jewish causes that they felt that this is what we do, right? The fact that they would put tzedakah boxes in their place of business, I'm offering you this opportunity. Of course, you're going to want to do this. Of course, you're going right. to support a cause, a good cause. And I don't know how, how openly people would do that today. I really don't. And it's an interesting that I think that's a question in and of itself. And in a way, we really have a, a lot to do to teach people that there's a value to this, that there's a value to belonging. There is a value to supporting an institution, even if you're not a direct recipient in the moment. Those are all real questions. I can look at Anshamit. We have a large staff. We have three rabbis, two cantors. We have a youth director, and we have uh, an executive director. And, and I, we're blessed, I think, with the staff that we have. They're really, really remarkable, and they do amazing things. But that costs money. And so if you want to have those goods and services, and even if you don't take advantage of it on a day-to-day -day basis, there is somebody out there that is, that's benefiting from counseling, whose mother or grandmother is being attended to at the end of their life, or someone in the hospital, or someone who's celebrating a simcha, or someone who's sitting and counseling a family. All of those things are going on every day seven days a week, and because it takes place at Kiddush too. But there's a cost to that. And when you take it away, you lose the value added. And that's that's the equation, and it's a difficult one. And I, and I don't think it's really changed over the years. I think that there's this expectation that we build community this way. Yeah, you know, you have to... Uh, first of all, appreciate what you've got before you risk losing it. Uh, you know, in my business, the, the, the journalism business, we've seen people come in and say, oh, we can do this a lot more efficiently. We can cut a lot of costs here. You don't need 
you know, three rabbis and, and two cantors. Come on. Um, you know, we, we can record and do a lot of this digitally and right. And the next thing you know, uh, you lose the soul of what you had. Um, I'm talking about my business, the, the journalism business. We've lost the soul of this huge community resource that really helped bind the community together that helped keep the community informed. And God forbid something like that should happen, you know, in our religious communities where you lose that sense of being together, of sharing goals that maybe the money that you're spending doesn't flow back to you and you don't really see the dollar for dollar benefit of the dues that you're paying, but you can at least appreciate there's something bigger at work here. I think we can. I'm not sure that we do. Now, I want to I want to just pause for a second and say this is going to be my 40th year. So I've watched this for a long time. And I will openly admit that when um, in my earlier years, and I remember this growing up, there was a sense that from the synagogue that this is what you do. And what we do for you is something we'll decide. But whatever it is, you should be happy about and you should feel like that is a benefit so if I would have gone to the cantor during that time, it's a cantor. These services are too long and they're boring or I just can't, I just don't like them. I think the cantor would have said, of course, I would never have the temerity to say this, but if I had, I imagine the cantor saying something like, I think the, I think the services are just fine. I think there's something wrong with you. <laughs> right? And I think that was the attitude of a lot of synagogues for a long time, right? This is what we offer and this is how it's done. And today, and, and there's been a huge sea change in the manner in which synagogues or Jewish institutions at large are listening and trying to hear and to respond. I think we do a very good job of it, but sometimes change is hard, not the listening. Well, Aunt Shemit is there's 1,300 families, so it's like an ocean liner. and You don't change course that quickly, but you have to have a constant adjustment of the course that it's taking. I think that that's... Um, that's something that we do. I guess I want to raise a different issue because we're living in an age where people go to synagogue online now. And so you can click around, you can go to a synagogue in New York or LA or whatever you want, or another synagogue in Chicago, whenever you want. So you might have the impression that why, why do I have to belong to uh, bricks and mortar? That old you know, uh, song from the television show Cheers, it's like where everybody knows your name. It matters that I think that people know your name, that they have a history with you there's a connection. What do you think? I, I totally agree. I, um, but I worry that that's going to be harder to uh, maintain in the uh, digital age if we don't get people back in the room together and and not just in the room for services, but in the room for you know family events, for Purim carnivals, for discussion, for lectures, because the community doesn't feel the same if you're only seeing people's faces on Zoom. It's very hard to have that same kind of passion and commitment and love for your neighbor if you're not seeing them in person. There's no question. I And I'm seeing it a lot. It's such a difference. And I've we've become fairly adept at doing services online, and we're going to continue with them for the future. But we shouldn't uh, kid ourselves into thinking that there's not a difference when you are, when you're talking to people, you know, just going into a kiddish room on a Saturday morning and, and seeing people engaged with each other. The ambiance of the congregation changes 180 degrees. Yeah. And that gets back to what you were saying before about feeling like you have to contribute financially. I worry that people won't feel that same responsibility if they don't feel the same connection. Right. But we're in a period of huge transformation. And 
we need to be able to meet people where they're at. Now that might be online. So we run lots of new programs. We online, lots of interviews, lots of programs. But at the same time, we are trying to find the balance to bring people and give them reasons to come back into the building because they think that makes the difference. But at the end of the day, what does it mean to belong? And what does it mean to support uh, Jewish institutions? And to be able to engender a sense that this is a value, is a lesson that we're going to have to think about uh, for the next generation, because things are changing and they are, they do have their own sense of what community is. And I think we have to be able to adjust then and now. Yeah, it's a huge challenge. And uh, <laughs> I don't know which is harder, the, is my, my business or yours, but we both have our work cut out. Well, us. I think every business has gotten hard. I think because as well, yeah, that's and true. hard doesn't mean bad. Hard means that we need to adjust. And those who learn to adjust and hold on to their values at the same time, they're going to succeed. And that, I think, applies to every institution, not just Jewish institutions. And that's the road we're on. I'm glad we're on the road together. Thank you, Jonathan.